0: Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. Relevant content warnings can be found in each episode's description. everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I am joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Hello. All right, so what are we talking about on the podcast this week?
1: There's just a lot going on, you know?
0: Yeah, There is.
1: Yeah, there's just, there's a lot, and we're going to talk about it, which means before we even talk about what we're going to talk about, that's how necessary the trigger warning is on this episode, <laughs> I just want to name that we're going to be talking about the really heavy shit that's been going on, especially in the US, Yeah, and anti-trans things that have been going on, and anti-black things that have been going on, and anti-Asian-American things that have been going on, and pro-rich white men (laughs) things that have been going on. (laughs) Like, moderate your interaction with this sort of news. If you haven't listened to any news about this in the last couple of days, maybe it's time you can listen to this podcast. If you just finished another podcast about all the bullshit going on in the world, maybe now is not the time. Maybe now is the time to take some time to process it. I said time too many times.
0: And now the word time has lost all time to you. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I... Try not to use trigger warnings as like, don't interact with this if you will be triggered by it. I try to use them as don't interact with this if this is not the correct time for you to interact with
0: it. If you're not in the right space, if you don't have the right energy to... Yep.
1: If you don't have the energy. Yeah. <laughs> so like really make sure you're being mindful, listening yeah. to not only this episode, but just when you're interacting with the news in general.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so what are some of the news items that we are going to talk about today.
1: So they are very US centric. This is a this will be a pretty US centric episode for our non-US <laughs> listeners. I'm sorry. In the US recently, there's been a lot of nonsense happening. There's been a lot of anti-trans legislation that has been passed. We have seen the murder of two more I can't even say men. One man of color, one child, one boy of color in the last few days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We've had I think, two mass shootings in the last couple of weeks.
0: We've had several mass shootings.
1: One of our states is at the highest COVID numbers. They've been all pandemic. So that's just like a sampling of what's going on. Yeah,
0: that doesn't even touch on everything that's happening right now in the U.S. Right.
1: But of course, in this podcast, we're kind of focusing on that anti-trans legislation. Right.
0: Right. And we will make some space for some of the other things to talk about a little bit later in the podcast. But if you don't...
1: And they're all overlapping. They're all intersectional because yeah. the people that will be hurt the most by the anti-trans legislation are the people who can't buy their way into a different state or into whatever prioritized medicine they need. And those people are systematically set up to be primarily BIPOC
0: individuals. Right. So it's right. all intersecting. Yeah, it is all intersecting. And so the specific laws that we are referring to – Lately in the United States, if you don't understand how the United States political system works, that's extremely fair. It's so complicated. We technically live in a federated system, (laughs) which... (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Good question. It means that individual localities get to govern themselves, basically. It's why we have 50 states and why our electoral college is the way it is.
1: I think that our electoral college is the way it is because of racism.
0: That too. But I mean, also so is the federated system, because... Yeah. But basically, each state does have their own state level laws that they can pass. And so a bunch of states, even though right now our federal government is controlled by a Democrat,
1: who is pretty trans friendly,
0: who's pretty trans friendly, especially for being 90,000 years old,
1: and a white man and
0: a white dude. But even though at the federal level, we just barely have that liberal, trans-friendly majority on the state level, individual states are still run by conservative governments. And those conservative governments in something like 30 states have decided to start passing or attempting to pass a whole bunch of legislation that is specifically and extremely tragically targeted, not even just at trans people, but specifically at trans youth.
1: Yep. And one of the main places that this is happening in Or one of the main places this has happened is Arkansas has passed a law that outlaws gender-affirming care for minors. And part of the way that they got that passed is by using scary language. Like, the bill was literally called, like, Save Our Children
0: from Experimentation. Right, which is just bullshit for a whole lot of reasons, but mostly that we have been using things like puberty blockers. Right. For...
1: Well, I don't even know that. I think that originally they're trying to call to mind images of young kids getting, like, sex change surgeries. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. what they're trying to really call to mind, which, like, that doesn't happen. People don't don't perform gender-affirming surgeries on children, as a general rule.
0: Unless they're infants and intersex, and then it's fine. That's a whole fact. (laughs) So, like, that is one of them, the Arkansas bill that has passed, despite outcry across the country and within Arkansas against it. Which,
1: including by, and we have to give him props, their Republican governor. Yes. He vetoed it. He was overruled, but he did veto it. Because right. he was like, I listened to the scientists, and his Republican buddies were like, now nah, fuck that. And then they overruled it. His veto was incredibly symbolic, both in that it didn't do jack shit, but it was really cool. It was, it was a symbol of something good. Yeah. It just wasn't an effective change.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, like, the law as it exists effectively bars young people from medically transitioning. And as we have discussed on this podcast before, medical transition steps are life-saving medical interventions yes. for a lot of transgender uh-huh. individuals. And this is going Arguably,
1: to... especially for our young peeps.
0: Right, yeah. And it, there are people who are actively undergoing medical transition care right now in Arkansas whose medical procedures are, are now illegal, which...
1: And, like, it's a federal crime for their doctors to give it to them.
0: So, they're, like, really illegal. Yeah. Like, super illegal. Yeah. So, that's something that we are... (laughs) I mean, in this house, it's just been something that's really been... I know it's been really, really affecting you and your kind of day-to-day mental health.
1: Yeah. So, I think that that's where, like, we want to go in this episode is, like... Y'all, if you're getting your main news from Josie and I, like, please don't. Go somewhere else. (laughs) We're not journalists. (laughs) Yeah, look up the facts of this elsewhere. We just gave you a quick overview. But, like, Mm -hmm. if you haven't heard about this at all, or if you want to learn more of the details of any of those things we just mentioned, go. Like, Go look somewhere else. It's not us.
0: <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you. We
1: appreciate you. But, but we're not journalists. Mm-hmm. We're not journalists, nor do we have like any of the skills <laughs> to successfully convey the the minutia of legislation to you. Like yeah. That's not a thing we can do. No. Especially when it's so hard for us to interact with in the first place. Like I've struggled to get my facts straight on this because I cannot spend very much time looking at the news about this because it makes me want to die. <laughs>
0: it's so... It just... It hits so hard to read about and to yeah. listen to and to hear about and
1: yeah and so that's where again like that's where we want to go in this episode is how to cope I think yeah. I think coping is the uh, is the word right So for the last couple of weeks, my like internal dialogue has really been like I don't know how to exist. When this is happening in Arkansas, like, I don't know mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to get up and, like, feed myself and, like, go to work and, like, do something maybe when literally the people that I consider to be, like, our, like, spiritual lineage, like, our trans babies are being outlawed. They- their existence is being outlawed. Like, right. I don't know how to hold that in my brain and be like, yes, yes. That's terrible. I will work on it. But for right now, I have to go
0: to a meeting to
1: a meeting. Like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Like, how am I supposed to like I and I mean, this is this is it. Right. Like, I feel like I just want to sit down and cry about it.
0: And it doesn't help that, like, emotionally, we are being battered from all sides. Right. In this
1: time. And, and in that, I also want to name that, like, we are still also white. We're not being battered from all sides in the way that some of our True. trans colleagues are, right? Our trans community, not colleagues. That's such a, such a sterile word. But, like, our trans community is, I mean...
0: Even outside of the gender expansive community, there have been police shootings, as we've mentioned. There have been mass shootings. Like, COVID continues
1: it's still going full stop
0: that's it COVID's it is. happening
1: yes and so like how how do we exist in all of that how do we wake up and like I'm not even talking about how do we function in a workplace because look I don't have any answers for you on that one right but like right. how do we like literally wake up and like make ourselves a cup of coffee and like exist like yeah. how do you do it
0: and how do you do that and not just do what Josie does sometimes, which is pretend like none of those bad things are happening. Right. Because I think that that is a very common, or maybe I just think it's common because what I do. No, I think it's pretty common. (laughs) I think it's a pretty common coping mechanism in just like, I can't wrap my head around this tragedy. I can't emotionally process this grief, this trauma. So I, in order to continue to function in this world that I exist in, I have to just kind of put it out of mind.
1: Right. Or also, I would like to point out that, like, sometimes for you, definitely, and sometimes I think for other people, that also looks like sensationalizing it. Like, do you find yourself reading a lot of news and, like, being mad about it, but, like, not really feeling it? Yeah. 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 Josie does this because I'm aware of it so much because you'll do it and you'll turn to invite me into it. And I'm like, I'm either not paying attention to the news or I've already, like, started to, like, think about that. I mean, not because I'm perfect, but I try to be very
0: intentional with how I do this. Right, right. And, like, not everybody has that skill of intentionality. And not everybody has necessarily the time to independently think about how they might approach things a little bit more intentionally. Not everybody has
1: the access to all the therapy that I've fucking been to. Exactly. And also not everybody has the trauma history that I've been through. Like, I mean, that's where I develop these skills, right? Because what we're talking about is coping with trauma. And I just got a little bit of a head start on that by being traumatized at 15.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: And I mean, I think that something that like you kind of mentioned, but I want to really put a name to is also like these behaviors of avoidance, these behaviors of ignoring, sometimes these behaviors of like being very loudly angry about the news, but not really emotional in, in, in a genuine way about the news, they're self-protective. Like, we are not here to be like, fuck you, you're not doing it right. You're ignoring the news. You should pay attention and feel sad. Like, no, like, you are doing that. You are cutting off your your emotions on the subject for a reason. You are trying to protect yourself. That is a beautiful urge. It is not necessarily the path to psychological happiness, but it is, it is a self-protective urge because you, on an unconscious level, know that to interact with the this news in a genuine like really allow yourself to sit with the horror that is happening in so many different ways in our in our country right now would be damaging right and would be hard it would be painful and it we have a drive within us to avoid things that are hard and painful and so like i think that also to some extent appreciate that appreciate that your brain is keeping you safe by being like, nah, we're not going to really engage our emotions when we look at the newest headline of the next mass shooting or the next state that has outlawed our trans babies. We're just not gonna, we're just not gonna feel that one. Like, be like, thank you, brain. And that, I think, actually brings us back into, like, the kind of, like, practice that I want to invite people into, which is cultivating a space
0: for grief. Right, because I know that One thing that you've said to me, and I think you kind of touched on it in this episode, is that, like, you have been thinking, like, how the hell do I deal with this? Like, how do I exist in a world where this is happening right Mm -hmm. now? And I know that you very recently brought that to a therapy session. Yes. And had what seemed to be a pretty lovely experience with that in at least understanding a path forward to both processing and not shutting down (laughs) with what's happening.
1: And I think it's all about intentionality. I mentioned it a bit in, like, how I framed the content warning for this episode, but, like, I think it's so important to check in with yourself before you take in news. So you're not mindlessly taking in news, because I think that mindlessly taking in hurtful, traumatizing news is, like, one of the main issues that we as a society are having right now because you just take more and more of it in and you don't process any of it and then you just take more and more of it in and then then you're just left with too much to process and that leads you to not process it and take more in it's a cycle so i think before you take in any news (laughs) before you open that new york times app before you open tumblr or before you open reddit Taking a moment and being like, Do I actually have it in me to emotionally sit with what I'm gonna find when I open this? Right, do I actually have it in me to feel that? Do I have the time to both look at it, feel it, and then do something self soothing? Because it's you have to have that final bit too. Yeah, it is not the time to read the news in 15 minutes while you're like, you know waiting for your coffee to brew. That's not the time. Like the news right now requires a practice (laughs) around the trans legislation. Something that I've been doing is when I have a podcast come across my queue that's about the anti-trans legislation. I look at it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to it. That's the not shutting down part, but I'm not going to listen to it right now. I'm going to listen to it when I have a lot of time and I'm not going to listen to more than one a day. And then I will, like, usually get something soothing for me, which is often, like, tea or coffee or, like, you know, be in a comfy place, listen to it, and then know what I'm going to do afterwards, do some sort of self-soothing. So, for me, that often looks like yoga. There are particular yoga flows for, like, grieving or suffering, which I've utilized. Could look like taking a shower, could look like going for a walk, sometimes, I. Demand that Josie gives me really big hugs. Somatics, Like, get, get, get hug somebody you know or love. Right. Hug your pet. Pets totally work just as well as significant others. But, like, this is the level of mindfulness, I think, mm-hmm. that we need in order to be processing the news in a genuine way. And otherwise, like, if that doesn't sound right for you, just, like, checking in with, like, why are you reading the news right now?
0: Right. I know that. I, I I mean, the doom scrolling thing happened oh. back in the day, but back back in the day of November. She
1: says as though she doesn't doom scroll New York Times every goddamn morning. But, you know what? There's a lot happening.
0: But <laughs> that's the thing is, like, there does come a point where like I think that there's this idea with the way that media is presented right now where we technically have access to news minute by minute, mm-hmm. and especially through our phones, and especially because news media being capitalistic and knowing that this is a right. good way it's a, to mi- it's a process, money-making organization is that they can give these updates as frequently as possible as quickly as possible and that will continue to keep people's eyes on it that i have somewhat been trained in that to just continuously update an app or like check every 10 minutes and be like what is the new thing about this and like there's not there's no reason there's no re- there's yeah. not anything new like
1: and i think that so i think that not allowing yourself to emotionally feel when you read you know whatever, however many people have died, however many people have been outlawed, their identities have been outlawed. When you read that, not feeling it mm-hmm. <laughs> is a self-protective thing. But I think searching for more, even when you're not feeling it, is this, like, especially for us, being white people who like to at least imagine that we are activists. I'm not sure if I get to claim that title.
0: but I'm not we... sure if I get to claim it, but it'd be cool if I could.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I, we at least like to think of ourselves as, like, Socially active. Yeah. There's this energy among people who are, like, fighting for social justice that, like, if you are not checking the news, why not? (laughs) Like, you should be. The shit's happening. Like, how did you not know about it? And I think that that can be very toxic because, like, I didn't know about it because I did not have the space. I don't have the emotional bandwidth, and that's okay. I also think there's some things that, like, you don't have to interact with. If you are already fighting for anti-racism and you are already you have developed a a daily practice you have you are reading resources you are having holding conversations you are doing those things don't go watch the videos of black people being shot in the street there i don't think that there's any reason now if you find yourself being like "Eh, i'm so tired of fighting for black lives matter this is so tiring i'm feeling burnt out maybe that's a time when you can reconnect with the horror of what is happening to kind of refuel yourself and remember why it's still important for you to like be doing this I had a moment like that today so I mean that is also very important these videos are very important for like reminding us uh, of the horror of what's going on and if you are already very aware of the horror don't watch it and anybody who tells you that you should don't listen to them (laughs)
0: like I I mean like there's not you don't have to continuously traumatize yourself in order to be aware of what's happening you can read about what is happening i mean you just can't unplug from it you have to make sure that you are processing but that processing doesn't look i mean i also i guess you can unplug, i was gonna say right? you
1: can unplug from it just mindfully like that's the right. thing is i think that if you are not taking a news that's so valid i think that marginalized communities need to do that i think that trans people need to do that occasionally i think i can't speak for bipoc but it would be my assumption and from what i've heard from bipoc people that i work with it is often a good idea to unplug from news because of all the anti-BIPOC nonsense that goes on in the news constantly, day mm-hmm. in and day out.
0: And as always, we can take some inspiration from the awesome BIPOC leaders that yeah. the queer movement has been taking inspiration from since its beginnings. Right.
1: And so, like, I think that it's good. But if you were taking a break from the news, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You need to be doing something. What is your practice of grief that you are inviting in? Right. What are you doing to care for yourself. And now let me be very clear. You could be like, my practice of grief is that I'm actually getting up every morning and I'm doing yoga and then I'm taking a shower and then I'm feeling the fuck okay for a whole day. Yes, fantastic. That is processing. That counts. Mm-hmm. But it's the intentionality behind it. It's not like I'm like, you need to be writing your manifesto of anti-racism if you're like, check out of the news. No, that's like got no. it. Right. But like you need to be doing something intentional because then that also will allow you to be aware of when your body says okay i can take some new information and see if you can take that new information in a more genuine way see if you can like hold yourself your precious precious being when you dip a toe back into the news maybe you set a timer for five minutes and you look at like one trusted news source for five minutes and then you like do some sort of self-soothing afterwards Mm -hmm. meditation shower something that is distant from other things so your brain your mind has time to process those five minutes of news and then maybe you're like wow that's all i need (laughs) and then you take another couple days yeah
0: yeah i I just i think that that is an extremely important point that you're making there is that like you can't just not do anything because shit needs getting done Mm -hmm. but That doesn't mean that you have to be constantly go, 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 go. Right.
1: Resting is something.
0: Yeah. Resting is something. But then, I mean, as a white person, I also know that you can't just be like, well, what I'm doing for the movement is resting right now all the time. Because like you said, you do need to have like...
1: I don't know. I'm not sure. I think that, you know, if you... There are white people who have lost family members, lost jobs. Like, I think that you know That's and if fair. I think that if you in your heart are like I think I could be doing more but I was told I could rest so I guess okay no like get up like do something right. like I do think white people have more of a responsibility to push ourselves right because something that I really have learned from Adrian Murray Brown is like this concept that like black joy is the revolution and white joy is not the revolution. White right. people don't get to be like what I'm doing is being joyful. Like yeah. that doesn't that doesn't have the same anti-racist
0: yeah. ring. But trans joy may be revolutionary in its own way.
1: Trans joy may be, especially if you're doing if you're a white person, especially if you're doing joyful things specifically tied to your transness. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: If you're trans listening to it, that probably makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like I think that it's, I think that it's complicated because I do think that white people have more of a responsibility, but I'm also not comfortable saying that, like, white people's rest also matters. Like, right. I think that, I think that
0: everybody's rest matters. Right. I mean, or in the case of looping it back to specifically the anti-trans legislation. Right. In that case, then, I mean, as we mentioned earlier, these are all intersectional. Yeah. The people who will be most devastatingly affected by this have other intersecting identities that are impacted but cis folks who look at that and feel some kind of way or feel like they can't process that i think that you can take a lot of inspiration too from these lessons that you're kind of laying out here like these this wisdom that you're laying out here in terms of like mindful resting is a way to process this yeah but also make sure you're doing that mindfully like you actually are considering what all you might want to be doing or yeah. what is best for you and what is best for I think what's it's just really you. thinking
1: about what's best for you. I think that it's like how much can you give? Give everything that you can, but that's all. <laughs> you know? And don't do it without intent because I think that's the big thing that we just I think so much of what we're doing as a society right now is just spinning our wheels. Like what is it? What are we doing? <sighs> What's happening? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Why? I had a two-hour very stupid meeting today, and I'm never going to not be salty about it. But, like, (laughs) why is that something I'm doing? Why am I doing this? There's no point to this. And I could be using this time better by literally going the fuck to bed. Like, I I don't (laughs) like we're doing so much just spinning our wheels. And then we add on to that by also doing things like doom scrolling the news where we're not actually feeling any of it. So we're not actually processing it. We're just like stuffing more into our little box of things to ignore. So that box becomes more and more pressurized. So it's even harder and harder and harder to open. Right. Like just if all you can do is listen to one 12 minute episode about the anti-trans stuff, in a week, okay, but you did something. You're doing it, and then you're genuinely processing in that. Right. And it looks like crying and it looks like it looks like feeling that in your body. It looks like shaking for me. It looks like maybe being angry. It looks like so many things. But like you're actually sitting with it and that's doing more, in my opinion, for the movement than a lot than just like being aware of every single bad thing that's happening in the world. Right because like if you're just aware of them but you haven't done shit and you haven't felt that
0: shit like what what are you, what, what are you doing right and so in that vein if you have tried mindfully resting and you have recognized from that that that's not enough you want to do more do you have any suggestions as to ways that people might be able to help out
1: yeah so i think th- that that's also a big part of it is like a big part of it is when you actually genuinely feel like sit with your emotions about these news stories Mm -hmm. you will want to do something about them right i i think (laughs) i can't imagine somebody (laughs) being like this is tragic i don't know how to exist in a world where trans kids are being outlawed and then not doing something about it right so like doing something again will look different for different people I, Mm -hmm. i don't i don't feel comfortable since this episode is so broad we've talked about so many different issues i don't feel comfortable being like a prescriptive what do you do with this situation I really think that it is about picking and choosing what news you can intake because there's lots and lots to choose from right now in taking it so mindfully mm-hmm. and doing I'm currently really bought into somatics. so like doing something physical after you've taken this news in. Right. showers are really showers are like the best entry level somatics thing I think. Mm-hmm. Take a shower. don't put any like don't put anything with words on maybe music, but not any words. Because that forces you to think about it. Because then you see there's nothing else to do. You're in the shower. (laughs)
0: Right. Go
1: for a run if that's your jam. Like exercise. Do something. Mm -hmm. Cuddle with your human or with your pet. I don't care. Cuddle. Sit with it. Sit with it. Don't allow yourself to open a game on your phone. Don't allow yourself to open a book. Sit with it. And when you sit with it, you will discover what it looks like for you to do something that's fair because I think doing something can be changing something in your life it can be having a a conversation with people around you it can be holding space for other people around you that's a huge part of it if you're in charge of people oh boy you sit with this stuff and realize what the people around you are going through you'll hold space for them in a different way it can be giving money it can be giving your time but like you'll figure out what that feels like and what that looks like when you sit with it when you like really process (laughs) what's going on and your relationship with it
0: right and if you do sit with it and you have some desire for some kind of monetary contribution yeah I mean that is a very real way that you can affect change is by giving some sort of donation to different organizations we are going to link in the show notes a couple of different organizations that
1: oh yeah for Arkansas specifically
0: yeah that we might that might be helpful for specifically Arkansas. <sighs> Look into how you can do direct action in your own state, especially if you are in one of the states that is currently considering anti-trans legislation that hasn't passed yet, because then you might still be able to
1: really affect things like
0: actually affect that so
1: and i do also want to point out that like what you can do might also be like wow i need to be more self-protective about this i need to not i need to interact with this information less fair (laughs) that's cool too like that's also understandable like i think if you it's just if you create if you cultivate a practice of sitting with the information you will be able to figure out for yourself what it looks like to exist (laughs) in a world where this shit's happening
0: yeah i mean i guess especially if you're gender expansive because like this is just hard yeah it's just hard it's scary yeah Yeah. well is there anything else you want to say about this topic Mm -mm. no all right well in that case i think that is where we're going to wrap it up today take care of yourselves everybody this is a very hard time and we're all just doing our best out here thank you very much for listening to this episode of gender journeys the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I am joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Bye, y'all. And until next time, just keep thinking about it. Music for Gender Journeys composed by Sonia Berdash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josywritescom genderjourneys. We hope to hear from you soon.